Welcome to the Detroit Startup Week 2019 podcast, Founder to Founder. I'm your host, Ingrid Green. We're here to celebrate the innovators, makers, and pioneers who are fueling Detroit's entrepreneurial ecosystem and give you a behind-the-scenes look into what makes our startup culture unstoppable. Detroit Startup Week, powered by Quicken Loans in partnership with Venture Catalyst, is a free five-day celebration of entrepreneurship hosted at Durfee Innovation Society and Lear Innovation Center. Join us as we shine a light on a different founder in each episode for a glimpse of what you can expect during Detroit Startup Week. Our guest today is Bo Cheng. Bo has over 10 years of technology experience in providing software logistics and manufacturing solutions for Fortune 500 companies and cities. Right now, he's president and co-founder of Alto Vista, an artificial intelligence-based risk management system used by the Detroit Police Department. With a goal to make our community safer and promote transparency and accountability, Alto Vista offers the ARCS alert to investigate, report on, and resolve incidents on a centralized platform. We're excited to have him join us today. Thanks, Bo. Tell me a little bit about what you do, and then tell me how you got into it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my uh, my partners and myself, uh, Donna J. Harrison, Andy McKeever, and Suba Metapati, uh, we started a company, Alta Vista Technology, back in uh, 2017. Um, actually entered into a smart city competition uh, in uh, yeah, uh, Columbus, uh, spo- sponsored by Singularity University. Uh, it was a global competition, I think almost uh, 400 applicants, and uh, we were one to 10 that, you know, we're fortunately uh, and blessed enough to, to win. Uh, and so with that, you know, it comes money, mentorship, um, and, uh, and VC support. So, so what was the idea? What did you, what yeah. did you all so, do? So what's interesting is that we, we focus on smart policing. Um, so we are an information management platform um, to help uh, chiefs of police, uh, sheriffs, and, and their command staff uh, manage information, manage their people, and control their risk. Okay, cool. So let's back up a little bit. Let's rewind a little bit. How did you decide, number one, because to me, business is about people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how did you decide to form this team in particular mm-hmm. to end the, enter the competition? But then how did you decide, okay, this is what our idea mm-hmm. that we're going to present it, you know, shape it yep. up and whatever yep. for the competition. So it's two parts, the people yep. and then the idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great question. So uh, first on the people side, uh, we actually uh, had this idea uh, back in, uh, I think it was 2009, 2011, uh, when we actually did a project for the city of Detroit Police Department. And at that time, they were under uh, something called a consent decree. And if you're familiar with that, it's basically a, a federal agreement um, between the DOJ uh, and the city of Detroit Police Department uh, to bring in reforms uh, for the organization. Uh, and what okay. kind of led up to that uh, was uh, you know, a lot of issues uh, related to constitutional violations of, of people's rights, um, especially as it relates to uh, holding uh, policy and, and, and excessive use of force. Uh, so one of the requirements was they needed a system to manage uh, the thousands of officers that the city of Detroit had. Uh, and, and you know, number one, uh, police departments, police officers collect a tremendous amount of data. Uh, the challenge with that is where does that data go and how do you manage all of the uh, interactions of, of the police officers? So the requirement of the consent decree required a uh, what they call a risk management uh, database. So we basically, uh, Dr. J and myself, um, 
at that time, we, we were a tech consultants, and uh, he, he came off of a really successful uh, startup company himself uh, and sold it to uh, Dassault Systems. He had a really nice exit. And uh, Was for, it related to this idea? No, it wasn't. It was, it was, uh, it was actually in a 3D simulation software. <laughs> yeah. All right. But I mean, it's, it's technology. It's software. And so him and I, we've been working on a, on a couple of projects, and uh, you know, we, we came across this one from the from the city, and uh, they they asked us, "Hey, can can you help us with this uh, consent decree process?" We're so like, the city sure. came to you mm-hmm. because you had a working relationship. Yeah, correct. Yep, yep. Through uh, Dr. Jay Harrison, that's correct. Okay, yep. so they came to Jay mm-hmm. and they said. Jay, we have this problem, yeah. which rarely happens, by the way, yeah. that somebody <laughs> says we have this problem. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so he had a working relationship yeah. with them, and yeah. and he'd already been working with you and some of the other people on the team? It, it, exactly, yeah. Okay. So him and I, we, we actually uh, hooked up on, on another uh, tech project um, you know, related to Homeland uh, Security and, and some of the uh, federal stuff. Um, and so we got together uh, on this particular project for the, the city of Detroit. Uh, and like I said, yeah, he, you know, he's pretty well known in the area uh, in terms of being a, a, a technologist, a, a leader uh, in innovation and, and being really successful right. in delivering big projects. So, yeah, uh, yeah so they, they asked us, hey, can you help us? We're like, sure, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at it. Um, and and uh, we sat down with the uh, city of Detroit Police Department and we said, yeah, I think we can help you uh, quite a bit here, um, especially around uh, trying to create a digital environment uh, for the city. Again, you know, think of officers uh, creating reports, um, especially a lot of the reports that uh, we wanted to capture in relation to uh, constitutional, uh, you know, violations, right? So use of force, uh, you know, pursuit type information. So trying to create a whole digital environment from that. Uh, and at that point, you know, we use some, uh, you know, now the big buzz term is AI. Uh, but at that point, we, we leverage uh, machine learning. Um, to help detect uh, certain behavior risk and patterns, uh, and then to alert uh, the supervisors uh, within DPD of that so that they, they can remediate that, right? Because really the goal of the system um, was to prevent uh, any of these issues from happening. Uh, it was also really designed to help the officers uh, get on the right path so they don't actually don't go down a, a path that becomes you know yeah. negative for them and negative yeah. for the department. I mean, buy-in is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and if somebody comes, it's, it's one thing if somebody comes to you and says, Here's something that I've come up against, and it's another thing for somebody to go, you know what, that's a really great uh, solution Mm -hmm. to what I'm Mm -hmm. facing. Uh, I'm glad you came up with that. Let's implement it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the problem is that they don't want to implement whatever solution you come up with, Mm -hmm. and there's Mm -hmm. a thousand and one ways to skin a cat, but at the same time, (laughs) it's like, you know... Yeah, the buy-in is everything. Oh, it is. And to that point, it's it's really collaboration, um, and and that's one of the things that we really loved about working with the city of Detroit was was a collaboration, right? It wasn't us telling them what to do and, and them telling us what to do. It was really trying to understand what we both needed to to uh, get done uh, to be in compliance uh, with with the DOJ, right? I mean, that was kind of the the mutual uh, goal that we had, and uh, getting buy-in from the top. Right, um, all the way down to the officers. Um, it, it was just through your know, collaboration and partnerships. Yeah, uh, collaboration is cool. Uh, do you think that that collaboration was based more on success than trust, or vice versa, or do you think it was fifty-fifty? Because, like you said, Jay had a track record yep. of mm-hmm. success mm-hmm. of of delivering. Uh, mm-hmm. on, on projects that they had. Mm-hmm. And so that encouraged them to open mm-hmm. up a little bit, be more vulnerable about, hey, sure. we're, we're facing this yep. thing. But but is the trust based on the success or is success based on... What do, you, do you think mm-hmm. it's a chicken and an egg thing? <laughs> yeah, great question. So 
I, I think success definitely opens the door. Uh, but, you know, once you kind of walk through that door and you actually have to deliver, then you have to kind of develop that, that mutual trust. Um, what we were doing was, you know, pretty revolutionary uh, for uh, law enforcement to kind of create this comprehensive management system um, that, uh, you know, we, we actually interviewed uh, multiple large agencies across the nation. And then we really had uh, what Detroit was looking for. And so to kind of create something like this, you know, like I said, success opens the door. Uh, trust is something that you build on. Uh, and because we had uh, you know, DOJ monitoring every quarter, uh, you know, we, we had to show progress, right? And, and so I, I think okay. that just built on, okay. on, on that. Again, it, it goes back to the collaboration. Yeah. Um, did they realize that this was an issue over the time that you were a consultant with them? Or was it something relatively new that they just, you know, okay, we're going to open up, open up about this thing? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was... Uh, um, I mean, I would say Detroit police was pretty open. I mean, they, they recognized yeah. the need to change. That's, that's why they went to uh, a consent decree, because there, there was a public acknowledgement uh, that the change was okay. needed. Okay. Um, and, and so, right. yeah, it, there, it was definitely a culture of, of transparency and trying to improve and, uh, and, and really trying to reform uh, how the police department is viewed. And that's why, you know, knock on wood today, uh, you don't hear about uh, city of Detroit in, in the news as much as you know some of these other cities across yeah. the nation yeah. uh, with excessive force issues and, and, and lawsuits and so on and so forth. That's awesome. So let's go back to, to team a little bit. How did you start working mm-hmm. with Jay? Like mm-hmm. how did that? Like did you just run into him on campus or <laughs> you saw him somewhere yeah, on you know, YouTube Jay, and he, hey, I want to work with you? And like yeah, how, right. how did that start? Yeah, exactly. It was like uh, online dating for uh, tech startups. Right now, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> but no, no, it was uh, no, it, it was uh, it, it was it was a great. Uh, I think it was a mutual friend that introduced us, and uh, we just started you know working on projects together. And after that, just you know one lets another. And he's a really really innovative guy. I mean, he's always working on uh, really cool. Uh, were these ideas. side hustle uh, kind of projects, or no, were I they mean, in school? Well, or? actually, you know, Jay, Jay retired. So, you know, he, he, had, he had a successful Wait, uh, wait, wait, startup. wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on a second. You, you skipped yeah. over the best part. So at what age would you guess yeah. Jay retired? Oh, gosh. Uh, if I had a guess, probably 30s. 30s okay, so 40s. Just, just for the listening audience, yeah. my definition of retirement is doesn't need to work. Yeah. Is that, Are we on the same page? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. dear Lord. Yeah, no. It's, okay, uh, so he'd had a couple exits. Yeah, exactly. Really, really, really But you weren't guy. retired. No, exactly. I'll just, I'll just so start my he, career. Okay, yeah, mutual yeah, friend. Yeah, mutual friend, yep. Uh, and kinda you start... Kind of introduced us. On, okay, on a, on a, so it was a, a side hustle project. for you? Uh, no, it was, my, it was my primary thing. I was doing a lot of tech consulting. Okay. Uh, and uh, he said, hey, you got you to gotta talk to this Jay guy as, okay. as, a, you know, as a mentor as a friend, as, okay. as uh, you know, hey, maybe there's something out there that you guys can do So together. you did a number of smaller mm-hmm. projects together. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. We're gonna, so, and then, uh, yeah, and then we started this project for the city of Detroit, and then it went just really, really successful. Uh, and, and what's interesting is that, you know, at, at that point, we actually kind of went different ways on different things. I actually went to a whole different industry, different technology. Uh, we got back together again, actually back in, uh, I think it was 2016, uh, when we heard all the things that were happening with Ferguson, um, all the things you have you see in the news, okay, and Jay, right. Jay and I were like, "Wow, you know, this is like becoming a, a national thing. It's a thing, yeah, and and a phenomenon, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, it's it's more phenomenon. It's it's I, I would say, it, you know, is it happening more? I'll say it's probably not happening more. Or we I would say it more. exactly. I think now with the iPhones, the the smartphones, we're 
we're definitely getting a closer view uh, into what's happening across the nation. Absolutely. And so when we looked at it, they were like, wow, you know, I think we helped the major city, you know, solve one of these problems. And so we, um, at that point, we said, man, you know, we can we can really scale what we did for the city of Detroit to, to transform that police department uh, and bring the solution on to cities of all sizes. And did um, you, did you, okay, so Ferguson isn't Detroit, obviously. Yeah, correct. So were you thinking... Before you actually did the competition or before you you started working with the city on this particular thing, were you thinking that it was going to scale? Yeah, we we had a we had a theory. Uh, We had a theory that all police departments needed a, a system to better manage their people. Okay, that that was okay. kind of the the premise that we went on. Uh, generally, you, you're thinking, okay, well, large departments have a lot of people; they definitely need a system. But what about some departments that you know have 15, 20, 30 people? Uh, and, and that was part of the discovery process. And, and what we find out is that this problem actually scales um, both ways. So it, it isn't that the problem goes away the smaller you are. You may have less of a problem, but the problem still exists. Mm. Um, so if you look at Ferguson, it's not a major uh, you know, city. It's not 2,000 officers. Right. Um, but yet there was still a problem there. And so yeah. so how do we then take this problem that exists in, in really uh, uh, all police departments, uh, and how do we help address um, these management challenges, right? Because at the end of the day, what police departments have control over for the most part uh, is their own people, yeah. right? Uh, and, and so how do we help the chief, the sheriff, uh, really manage their own people so that they're held to that higher standard uh, and, and they're actually, uh, you know, uh, operating on, on that higher standard? So you did smaller projects with Jay, mm-hmm. uh, but you've got a couple other folks that you work with mm-hmm. um, for Alta Vista. Yeah, that's correct. So in, in 2016... Uh, Jay and I, uh, you know, we, we got back together because of what we saw in the yeah. news, right? Yeah. And and for us, it was kind of like, wow, like this this is a, a big social challenge. So was he already we, working with them? No, or he, you he, were he was he was retired. Oh, right. <laughs> so, so 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 Jay jokes. He's like, hey, you bring me out of retirement, um, but for for good reason, right? You know, we, we brought Jay out of retirement because of the social mission um, that uh, you know that we have. Uh, and, and so when we, when we looked at this, he was like, okay, wow, you know, how do we actually build out this team um, to really take this to the next level? Uh, and so at that point, actually, uh, Suba uh, Metapati, one of our other uh, co-founders, he was actually on the original Detroit project with us. So, you know, we, we uh, obviously know him really, really well. And so he was coming on board to help uh, lead a whole development process. Uh, and then we also, hey, well, we also need a really great um, person to kind of really, you know, market this out there to the space, kind of round out uh, our team. Uh, and that's when we met with uh, Andy. Uh, he's a personal friend of mine. I said, hey, what do you think about this idea? And uh, he's like, wow, you know, out of the hundreds of ideas I've, 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 I've seen over the years, like, this is a really good one. And he's like, hey, we'd love to join your team. We'd absolutely love to have you on. And, and so we said, okay, let's go and let's, let's okay. enter this competition in, okay. in 17. And, and, you know, we won it. And we're like, this is great. And let's just start, you know, scaling it out. And that's, that's what we're trying to do right now. All right. So for those of you listening, <laughs> if I can recap, um, he knew a guy from working with him. And he was comfortable. Jay was wor- comfortable working with Tsuba. And and you knew the marketing genius. Mm-hmm. And you'd had some some, su- some success. And he was excited yep. about what you wanted mm-hmm. to do. And he was like, okay, I've thought, counted the cost. I've thought about a number of really interesting 
problems that are out there. And this is a good solution to a problem that really exists. So the four of you, I mean, and this is a thing that, because lately, diversity and inclusion is like this huge, I mean, it's kind of... It's the buzzword. It's very trendy, and uh, you just naturally have them as friends, or yeah. I mean, it's a uh, uh, great question. I, I mean, and I think the way to answer that is you don't, like I said, you, you, you never thought about you know breaking a record or, or doing something uh, because of a specific uh, uh, you know reason. It just you 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 had a goal, your mission. And, it just and seemed fun. It. Yeah, it looked fun, right? And and the reason why we get along so well, uh, you know, all four of us, and we you know, we're, we're we all come from different backgrounds, I and mean, we have uh, you know I want to say different generations, but we're, we're probably ten years apart from each other on, on just age. Uh, in, uh, in in background, how we grew up um, is different. Um, I, I think three out of four of us speak multiple languages. Uh, so, and actually, uh, two out of four of us grew up uh, in in a totally different country uh, for the first you know uh, eighteen years of their life. Right. So, when you talk about global diversity, we never we never thought about oh hey you know you you came from this country you're really cool small multiple languages let's, let's be friends. I think it was more looking at we had a passion to change the world. We had a passion to do something impactful with our life. Uh, and, and it was something more than just money. Uh, it was about making a difference. And, and I think the ideology is really kind of what brings us um, together um, versus a, a specific, uh, you know, demographic trait that we're trying to, uh, you know, quote, unquote, have diversity. And so yeah, yeah. I think... I don't even think it's possible. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I think, I think you're really forcing it. If you, you're yeah, forcing the right. issue. To me, and uh, it, it, I mean, I, I need to put a disclaimer out there <laughs> because I know I'm about to say something that a whole lot of people disagree with. But I feel like if a company needs a diversity and inclusion officer, they're screwed already. <laughs> like, it's just... And maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe the company is not screwed if they need to have a watchdog who mm-hmm. takes care of that thing. It's not. But to me, it's it's proof that it's not as intrinsic to um, to the top to to whoever's leading. Uh, and if it's not intrinsic to them, it, there's nothing really to trickle down. It's really hard to buy in because whoever's leading didn't really grow up that way. And to me, the common denominator, and I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, man, that's, you know, I didn't even know that was a, that was a, a, a thread, but I speak several languages. It's awesome. And a number of people. Maybe that's what we're talking right now. <laughs> right. And, and I've lived in other countries. Yeah. So yeah. I lived in Jamaica in grade nine. Uh, you lived in Canada. Yeah, I lived in Canada, and until I was seven, uh, I lived in the United States. I grew up in New York. And so traveling, my parents had a travel bug. So traveling a lot, speaking different languages, I saw stuff Mm -hmm. other than uh, my culture, uh, whatever that was. And so I didn't even know that my horizons were expanded. Mm -hmm. And I, you know... Birds of a feather flock together. Yep. I just wanted to be with people who were like that, and it turned out that most of the people mm-hmm. in your life, yeah, <laughs> were kind of pioneers. Yeah, uh, and I was in a French immersion program. Oh yeah, I know. And you not told me that's <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> like, it, it's cool. I, I mean, I think I think what you did was just like awesome, and, and even what you're doing right now, it, it, it's so amazing, right? And I, and I think what's kind of connecting you to the world, the people around you, is kind of your, your passion to help people. Um, and, and I think that's something that, you know, crosses demographic boundaries, cultural boundaries. I mean, 
go to any country, there's all, you know. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you want to help people. And it's interesting yeah. enough, you know, you, you mentioned uh, Jamaica, Canada, the, the U.S., uh, and to definitely expand your horizons. I mean, I've, I've met people in Michigan who've never left Michigan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <you> okay. <know? laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the one to say that. Yeah, right. I, I mean, which is, it was as wild because it's like, you know, you're, you're about an hour from Ohio and, and you're maybe 15, 20 minutes there's across so much the board out there. to another country. Oh, there's so much. Um, but yeah, there's, let alone people, right, that, that uh, don't even leave the state or, or even their county. Um, so, but... It, it, they they're happy. They love what they do. So no criticism on that. But I but I think uh, to your point about diversity and seeking for that, I think that definitely comes innately to the individual. Right. The uh, you know I, I believe that people should have uh, a desire to learn more uh, and to just expand beyond what they see in front of them. I think that um, speaking other languages and traveling a lot and knowing different people really helps the way you communicate mm-hmm. because you know that a humans have a lot in common and b nobody is the same like we're not clones of each other yeah and right. so you, you kind of walk the tightrope particularly with the languages mm-hmm. in and actually you you practice being able to express yourself in other languages languages helps you communicate and listen mm-hmm. and listen to other people who don't look like you, don't sound like you, don't have the same problems as you, but you are all connected and you're interested in what they're saying. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, you talk about translation of, of words. I mean, you can have one meaning mean completely different, different language, and that's because the culture is part of that language. And so, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Bo, thank you for coming out. No, it's been great. It's so much fun. I love talking more about diversity um, and you know do we need more diversity I I believe that we have diversity we just got to open up our eyes and and see it it's it's absolutely all around us Um, and you know diversity of of, you know thought diversity of professions and languages Um, but uh, yeah it's it's been great having this conversation with you thank you for having me if you have an entrepreneurial mindset you belong here Want to be part of the action? Check out Detroit Startup Week, June 17th to the 21st, 2019. It's completely free. And you can register online now at DetroitStartUpWeek.com. Find out what you need in over a dozen specialized tracks for any entrepreneur at any stage. First up, Day one focuses on mobility, marketing, and technology where you'll learn the keys to unlocking your growth potential and making your business stand out. Huge thank you to Audio Wave Network, Dime, and WeWork for all your support in bringing this podcast to fruition. Stay tuned. <laughs>